Welcome to Transformed by Grace, an in-depth Bible study of God's Word, presented by the Berean Bible Society. Join us each time on this station as Pastor Kevin brings the transforming message of God's grace revealed through the Holy Scriptures. guy once bought a new refrigerator and didn't know what to do with his old one, so he put it in his front yard with a sign that said, free to good home. You want it, you take it. For three days, the fridge sat out there without even one person looking at it. He eventually decided that people were too untrusting of this deal because they thought it was too good to be true. So he took the down the old sign and made a new one and put it on it, and it said, fridge for sale, 50 bucks. The next day, someone stole it. Most of us are skeptical when something seems too good to be true, especially when it has great value and we're told that it's free. Because this is true, many struggle with the gospel of grace and eternal life. It seems too good to be true that it's free. This is the most valuable thing in the world. And people become skeptical when they hear that it's free. But that is the truth of the Word of God. We are justified, or we are declared eternally righteous by God. We have the sure hope of heaven, all as a free gift. It is received by faith alone in Christ and what He accomplished for us by His finished work. Beginning with this episode, we'll begin looking at key words of our faith. The first word we're going to examine is justification. Romans 3.21 reads, But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Job asked the question, How should man be just or righteous with God? In that passage, Job continues on, he praises God, and he says this, If he will contend with him, he cannot answer him one of a thousand. He is wise in heart and mighty in strength, which removeth the mountains, which shaketh the earth out of her place, and the pillars thereof tremble, which alone spreadeth out the heavens and treadeth upon the waves of the sea which maketh Arcturus, Orion, and Pleiades, and the chambers of the south, which doeth great things past finding out, yea, and wonders without number. Behold, he taketh away, who can hinder him? Who will say unto him, What doest thou? How much less shall I answer him, and choose out my words to reason with him? If I speak of strength, lo, he is strong, and if of judgment, Who shall set me a time to plead? If I justify myself, mine own mouth shall condemn me. If I say I am perfect, it shall also prove me perverse. Job lists things that are true about the power and majesty of God. In his discourse, he wonders how he, a frail, sinful, unimportant individual, could establish righteousness before such a great, glorious, and holy God. How can a man be right with God, and particularly a God like this, who is so vastly beyond him? How can anyone, therefore, escape his judgment? 
Job knew he could never successfully make his case to be right with him. He knew that if he opened his mouth to try, he would only condemn himself. Job asked the most important question that any person could ever ask. How can I be right with God? The book of Romans gives the answer. It gives us the truth for how we can know that we are right with God. One of the major themes of Romans is righteousness. In the first three chapters of Romans, Paul shows that the only righteousness that mankind possesses or ever attains is unrighteousness. Paul has given us the bad news and has proven that all have sinned, all are unrighteous, all the world is guilty before God. Romans 3, 10 to 12 sums it up. There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. A great chasm lies between Romans 3.20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. And then Romans 3.21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. It's an infinitely wide gap separating our condition from God's character. We are sinful. God is righteous. How can we bridge the gap? How can we go from one side to the other? And the answer is, we can't. But that is where the good news begins. After 64 verses of sin and guilt, you then learn about the best news possible. Years ago, the TV commercial's answer to the question, how do you spell relief, was R-O-L-A-I-D-S. But in the book of Romans, it is B-U-T-N-O-W. The words, but now, describe a dispensational change. These two words signify that God has inaugurated a new program. But now means something now is different. When Paul says, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, he's talking about something new, something glorious, the fact that now, under grace, Righteousness apart from the law is made openly, is made known and declared openly. But now means that a program and a message has been revealed under which God now righteously saves unrighteous sinners apart from and without any relationship to the law by faith alone in Christ. Righteousness was never by the law, but neither was it apart from the law in the past. As in the past, the prescribed method of approaching God was through faith demonstrated by obedience to the law which God had given. But now, we are not under the law, but now we are under grace. And the Greek word translated is manifested in this verse was often used figuratively in Greek literature to mean shine, light up, appear. Much like someone would describe the rising of the sun. So in Romans, you have the darkness, the blackness of the human condition of sin and unrighteousness under the law in the past, but now signifies the dawning of grace. And it was through the gospel of the grace of God committed to the Apostle Paul that God manifested and brought to light this truth 
of righteousness by faith in Christ alone, apart from the law, based solely in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Romans 3.22 reads, Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. The righteousness that God gives to believers is given by the faith of Jesus Christ. Faith meets faith with the giving and receiving of God's righteousness. As Paul put it in Romans 1.17, for therein, or in the gospel of Christ in that context, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Christ's faith, his faithfulness in obedience to his Father, in providing salvation through his cross, is the basis of our justification. He has provided salvation from our sins through His shed blood. The righteousness of God is available to all through Christ's finished work. When we place our faith in what Christ has done, by His faithfulness to His Word, He gives it. We have that righteousness. He imputes His righteousness to our account. God's righteousness is from the faith of Jesus Christ unto all them that believe. By Christ's faithfulness, He gives the gift of righteousness, and by faith we receive it. Romans 3.22, Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. Romans 3.25, Whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood. Romans 3.26, That He might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Romans 3.28, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith. Romans 4.5, But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Romans 5.1, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Faith is only as good as its object. All people trust something. Multitudes, millions upon millions, trust in false gods, false religion. Many, many trust themselves to be saved. But to have the righteousness of God, we must trust God in His Word, which are both faithful, which teaches us to trust Christ, that He died for our sins and rose again, and that we are saved and justified by faith. We trust 2 Corinthians 5.21, For He hath made Him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Faith alone is both the hardest and the easiest thing for a person to do. It's hard because it's born of desperation and humility. It's difficult because it's acknowledging in your heart that you are so guilty before God that there is nothing, nothing you can do to solve the problem. Nothing you can do to make yourself acceptable to Him. And at the same time, faith alone is so simple and profound trusting that God in His grace and love has done everything necessary to save you from hell through Christ's all-sufficient payment for your sins at the cross. 
God's righteousness is available to all who believe. And then Paul adds, for there is no difference. There is no difference between all people. We are all in the same boat. We are all unrighteous. We are all guilty sinners, and we are all in danger of God's wrath and judgment. And all need the righteousness of Christ. All need to trust Christ to receive that righteousness. When it comes to needing salvation, there is no difference between people. There is no difference in who is lost, and there is no difference in who can be saved. God's righteousness is available to sinners. And that's good news, because all of us are sinners. All of us are unrighteous, and righteousness is available to each and every person in this world. We'll be returning to the program in just a minute. But first, we'd like to take this time to thank you, our partners, for making these programs possible. If you would like to access our library of helpful Bible study tools, go to BereanBibleSociety.org. Two Minutes with the Bible. A Daily Devotional is a paperback, 366-page book written by Cornelius R. Stan. Two Minutes with the Bible is a timeless classic that our beloved founder, C.R. Stan, compiled from newspaper articles he had written for various publications. We at the Berean Bible Society are firm believers in the importance of daily devotions to further spiritual growth. To order your copy, contact the Berean Bible Society for pricing and availability at 262-255-4750 or visit our website at www.bereanbiblesociety.org. To receive our free full-color 32-page monthly magazine, The Berean Searchlight, call 262-255-4750. Or subscribe online at www.BereanBibleSociety.org. Thank you again for your generous gifts. And now, back to the teaching with Pastor Kevin. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 teaches that everyone, without exception, has sinned. The word sin means to miss the mark. It paints the picture of an archer whose arrows always come up short of hitting the target, much less the bullseye. It doesn't even come close. We all miss the target of righteousness. We are all sinners by nature. We all sin in our words and in our thoughts and in our, in our deeds. And we all continually come short of the glory of God. The Greek word for come short was used of a runner in our foot race who fell so far behind as to never, ever reach the finish line. We all come short of God's glory. God's glory has to do with His goodness, His righteousness, His holiness, His power, His authority, His standard of perfection, and really the sum total of all that God is. God's glory is a line that we will always fall short of, and that we will never reach by our own efforts. Romans 3.24 says, Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. To better understand the word justification, imagine that the, the scene is the courtroom of God's justice. God is the judge, 
His perfect righteousness is the standard that we are judged by. The time of the hearing, though, is our lifetime, not after we die. Because we are unrighteous sinners, because we fall short of God's standard, the verdict of judgment, wrath, and condemnation is on each of us outside of Christ. That verdict is then sealed at death if one never trusts Christ as their Savior. And then the final sentence takes place at the great white throne judgment in the future when those who have not believed are cast into the eternal lake of fire. However, Paul says, them that believe are justified freely by God's grace. So in this courtroom scene, when one during their lifetime makes the decision to believe and trust that Christ died for them and rose again, although we don't see it, although we don't hear it, immediately in that court, by judicial decree, God immediately says, righteous. So justification is a legal term that means to declare righteous. Based on our faith in the cross, in Christ's full payment for sin, God declares the unjust just, and the unrighteous righteous. Though we stand guilty before God, completely devoid of righteousness, we are declared righteous by means of a transfer of righteousness to our account from Jesus Christ. Christ took our sins upon himself. He paid for them at the cross. When we believe, God imputes Christ's righteousness to our account. Having Christ's righteousness, that is how and why we are immediately declared righteous by God. It's important to note what justification is not. Justification is not a pardon. It's more than a pardon. A pardon just covers sins of the past. And no judge has ever issued a pardon for future crimes. Justification deals with the sins of the past, the present, and the future. They are all paid for. As the old hymn of the faith rings out, Jesus paid it all. Our sin debt is gone and we are righteous in Christ the moment we believe. Justification is also not a return to innocence. It's a state of righteousness, not innocence. It's greater than innocence. We're clothed in the very righteousness of Christ. We don't go just back to being like Adam. The moment we believe we are in Christ, in the sight of God, we are as righteous as His Son because we are righteous with His righteousness. And justification is not a process. It takes place as a transaction. We're not gradually being justified in the hope that someday we will be fully justified. Justification is a legal decision that takes place at the moment in time when you believe and that decision by God stands eternally. Justification is both instantaneous and irreversible. The one who justifies us is the ultimate authority in the universe, God himself. 
the one we sinned against, the one whose law we violated, whose judgment we deserve, He justified us. The sentence He passes, no power in the universe can reverse or invalidate. So for all eternity, when God looks at you, He sees you as righteous because you are in Christ and you have His Son's righteousness. We are justified, declared righteous by God, as Paul puts it here, freely. The same Greek word translated as freely in Romans 3.24 is used in John 15.25, where the Lord quotes the psalm saying, They hated me without a cause. There was nothing in Christ that deserved hatred. And there is nothing in us that deserves to be declared righteous by God. What we do deserve is His judgment and condemnation because of our sins. But when we trust Christ as our Savior, we are justified freely or without a cause by the grace of God. An ad for the U.S. Marine Corps pictures a sword and beneath it the words, earned, never given. If you want to become a Marine, you must be prepared to earn that title through sacrifice, hardship, and training. If you get it, you deserve it. However, to be declared righteous by God, you got to have the exact opposite attitude. The message of the gospel is given, never earned. No one can save their own soul. No one can earn the right to enter God's heaven. To be declared right with God depends not on you, but on God. It's not about what you earn, but what God freely gives. And that is the majesty of the gospel. Without human merit, not as a reward, but as a free gift, we are saved. We are justified, declared righteous, freely by His grace. Grace is undeserved favor and unmerited kindness to those who deserve and merit the opposite. And grace is all one-sided. It's God's kindness to the guilty, to sinners, to those who continually fall short of His glory. When we trust God's provision for justification through His Son, by grace He brings us across that infinitely wide chasm that separates us from Him. Now, salvation doesn't cost us anything at all, but it came at tremendous cost to God. It is through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. The only way our justification and the righteousness of God comes to us freely was through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus and the price that Christ paid for our sins at Calvary. Redemption means release or setting free by the payment of a price. Titus 2.14 teaches that Christ gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity. Christ paid for all our sins. And when we believe, we are set free from all of our sins. Romans 3, 25-26 reads, Whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood, 
to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. A propitiation is a means by which justice is satisfied, God's wrath is averted, and mercy can be shown on the basis of an acceptable sacrifice. The Word of God teaches that God was satisfied, satisfied eternally with Christ's perfect sacrifice and full payment for sin at the cross. Propitiation is why God is able to declare believers righteous. It is that God's justice against our sins was satisfied. His wrath against our sins was taken forever, away forever. And mercy can be shown on the basis of Christ's perfect, acceptable sacrifice for our sins. Two times in these two verses, Paul writes, "...to declare His righteousness." The Greek word translated to declare means an evident token, a proof, a pointing out, like with a finger. And it's as if God, by His Word, is pointing His finger at the cross and saying, if you want proof of my justice, there's my justice. If you want proof of my righteousness, there's my righteousness. If you want proof of my grace, there's my grace. God is just in declaring believing sinners righteous by the cross of Christ and His shed blood. And justice is not an external system to which God tries to adhere. His justice comes out of His very nature and who He is. God is the very definition of what justice truly is, and what justice really means. God's justice and righteousness is declared through the cross. According to God's justice, what we deserve because of our sins is death and wrath. God is just because sin did not go unpunished. Christ, our substitute, took our place and died for our sins. And God's righteous wrath was fully poured out on Christ as he paid for our sins at the cross. God's justice against our sins was carried out perfectly at the cross. Thus God is just and the justifier, because of the death of his Son and the full payment of our sin debt clears the way for him in his justice to justify and declare believing sinners righteous according to his righteousness. When filling up at a gas station nowadays, you often get a word of the day on the screen at the pump. And a word that should bring joy to our hearts is justification. May the truth of being justified freely by God's grace, that should drive us to live with gratitude for the one who loved me and gave himself for me. And then take that truth and share the good news with others. Thank you again for tuning in to Transformed by Grace. We appreciate your prayer support and the financial gifts. 
The purpose and mission of the Berean Bible Society is to help you understand the whole counsel of the Word of God. For more information, visit our website at www.bereanbiblesociety.org or give us a call at 262-255-4750. Or if you prefer, write us at the Berean Bible Society, P.O. Box 756, Germantown, Wisconsin, 53022. Now until next time, may you be transformed by God's grace.